Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. We're talking about pricing. You know, how we make our money. And the one thing about pricing that, that I've seen, and it, it pains my heart, a lot of guys don't understand how much they're worth. Well, I haven't raised a guy in eight years. Wow, what are you talking about? What about inflation? Yeah, but there's really not that much to do there. Bullshit. You're there. Your knowledge is there. You got to raise your prices. You're worth a lot of money. You are on the front line of healthcare in this country. Never forget that. So now we're going to talk about pricing. I turn it over to my learned colleague, Joseph. Go ahead, Joe. Learned. So anyway, this is Joey Buns. You know, the brains of the operation. And, uh, today we're going to talk about pricing, although my father manages to sum everything up in less than fucking three sentences. But yeah, it's true. You need to know your worth. And you need to know industry norms, industry highs, industry lows. And you should figure out where you fit in with all of that. Um, our friend, Josh, from Let's Talk Business Mobile on Facebook actually was talking about multifamily housing pricing today. And again, there's so many different models. We're talking about pricing in general. People say labor's half my cost. This is 5%. This is 3%. This is 6%, blah, blah. Sometimes I hear people talk and I'm like, yo, um, that was 127%. Percentages you just threw out. So are you operating at a 27% loss? But I don't think people know these numbers that you need to know. Okay, let's get going because 8 o'clock on PBS, they got that thing I've been watching about country music. They started Monday and telling the origins of it, where how it started and how poor people got to make some money with the singing. And I found out, interestingly enough, last night, they were saying that during World War II, if you listen to all the news, you know, you heard Jimmy Dorsey and all of these big bands playing. But it turned out that like 70% of the country was listening to country and Western music. So after the country and Western one, I recommend Wu-Tang Clan of Mikes and Men. I don't think there's a documentary on that. There is. That's why I said it. Oh yeah, what channel is that on? You could get it on probably on Netflix, but certainly on Showtime. And then just for fun, you can watch the NWA movie. It'll give you some insight into the 80s and hip hop. Straight out of Compton, it's called. Not into hip-hop. I know, but you're not into country either. Yes, I am. You got to broaden your horizons, bro. No, I don't think so. Jay-Z's the next president after you. Who is? Jay-Z or Kanye West. <laughs> I think Kim has a bigger chance, actually. Well, she definitely has a bigger something. I spoke to her. I sent her Instagram. Did you really send her a direct message on Instagram? Yeah, I said that I got a perfect dog for her. Got a small head and a big ass. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up. Shocking. So, I do know how to follow it up, actually. What's uh, that? There's a major bid in place. It's only right that we talk about it for, because we're talking about pricing. The base bid is $485,000, not including extras, not including bed bug work. That's just gen pest. We are bidding, but it's, it's, it's huge. It's a where, is this, where is this route? It's in New York City. In the metropolitan area. Okay. It's going to be a full 40 hours a week worth of work minimum for uh, like maintenance. And then there's some new local laws in New York City. One specific is Local Law 55. You may remember this because we were involved somewhat with this with the Department of Health. And you did a lot of work 
when you were with uh, the Doe Fund, where they had all of this research on asthma triggers and... Oh, yeah, we, we had won a contract for that, <laughs> typical city. Um, they put out a lot of flyers and blah, blah, blah. So people would call us. It was free. We would go to their house and, and we would, you know, take a look at it. And um, we would use, like, bait to get rid of the roaches. And then we'd cork everything. And then we get all this stuff to clean. You would do the, de the degreasing huh? too, right? We didn't do the degreasing. We left it with them. So the health department got a grant for however much money. And right. it was probably two years after you did that. They were going to identify all these people through various outlets who needed it. And then as a pest control company, we were going to go in with vacuums and cleaning. And they wanted us to degrease kitchens and stuff like that. And there was no application on the first visit. It was always a recommended follow-up if you thought so. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. That was better than us. We didn't get to go back. So now a part of these new bids that we're starting to see, which is where a lot of the money comes in, is Local Law 55 says you have to make an attempt once a year to access every apartment, right? Yeah. So this complex is thousands of apartments. Yeah, but it's every apartment you service or just every freaking apartment? No, you have to attempt to get into the apartment. So for us, it's going to involve certain trade secrets that we use to help them track it. Now, just, just for everybody listening, Local Law 55 is specific to New York City, the five boroughs, not, to my knowledge, anywhere else. So yeah. part of Local Law 55 is about asthma triggers and part of it is inspection and having to inspect once a year minimum or attempting. And when you get in doing a true IPM program and pointing out all the stuff, conducive conditions, you're going to start to see a lot of apartment buildings in the New York City area asking for this, where you have to come up with a way to track it and everything like that. So we we have that in place, which I think is potentially what makes us one of the favorites. One thing comes to my mind right away for this Check in once a year, body camera, where you show the door, you show the guy knocking, and whatever the person says. That's not a bad idea. Housing that data would be the problem because the video, video takes up so much data. Housing no. that would then create a problem and probably an added expense because you would have to house it somewhere, either on our own internal servers or whatever. The other thing then, this would be a two-man job. One guy has to sign off that the person refused. Because well, you ask no. them to sign this, please, they won't sign it. We have a way that we'll be able to track everything. Re I mean, refusals are refusals. You're not going to get a signature for that. When we get inside the house, we have a way to prove that we were inside the apartment, okay. whether okay. or not they sign or not. And if nobody answers, we have a way to track that. Proving it is going to be, aside from getting the body camera and housing all of that somewhere, it's going to be difficult. But we're able to do it. Okay. One other thing I want to point out, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. The other day it was with Merrill Lynch, and I had that Laura Sweeney on the phone. And I'm like hunting. She, you know, if you could give us some more money, I ain't giving you nothing. I said, there's money here, there's more here, but that's this. Don't you know that that's a CMA, blah, 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 account, and blah, blah, blah. So she goes, you don't know that? I said, listen, let me ask you something. Tell me about Local Law 37. How about Local Law 87? Stop. She goes, 
Okay, touche. That's why you would hire me as an exterminator, why I hire you for what you do. So we found money. Mint. Anyway. So listen, just give it to me. Apparently you don't need it. No, no, I do. I do. I, uh... For those of you that are avid listeners and follow us, we put up a spreadsheet on the website a few months back. Those of you are now members of the club, those of you who are signing up for the coaching piece will have direct access to that and conversations with us about it. In that spreadsheet, it shows you your true cost of a technician. And it breaks down your technician is $18 an hour. Then it has your state unemployment insurance, your social security tax, your local state tax, your federal state tax. If you provide sick days, you need to calculate that in. So on average, a 40-hour work week is 2,080 hours a year. So depending on the vacation you provide, let's say you provide two weeks vacation, you need to put that in there as time paid for because someone else is doing that route. So if it's an $18 an hour guy, 2,080 hours, and let's say he's got two weeks vacation, then that 2,080 hours becomes 3,000 and... 3,060. Yes. But it comes with 3,060 hours times the 18%. Then you add the sales tax, which is usually a percentage. There's spreadsheets that you can put all of this in and change it as it goes. We match 4%, up to 4% of a technician's salary in 401k. So that's factored in as 4% of their total money, including the added vacation time and stuff like that. And how much a year does a guy cost? It depends on everything in your local area, but easily 100000 so he's close to 2000 a week. With everything factored in. So other things that are factored in are car payment, gas, yeah, um, insurance. It. Well, I'm just going through it. You need to factor all these things in. And then an $18 an hour guy could end up costing you 120 130 hmm. Right? Right. So, But that's why you need to make sure that your routes are tight. And let's say a guy's costing you 130000 right? How much do you want his route to be? Do you want it to be 180? Do you want it to be 240? You know what I mean? Our highest grossing route is 247,000 and change. And that's that, the one I do. That's the one I do. Right? right. You've never done it. But that technician is paid upwards of $24 an hour, which so his cost is over 150. He is a technician that has a very nice route priced very well and dense. So there's not a lot of movement and there's not a lot of cost to it. His gas costs are a little bit less than others, but these are the things that you need to do and make sure you got to figure check out. Check those zip codes. You got to check those zip codes, buddy. Right. So let's just say, for example, let's say the technician costs you one hundred and fifty thousand, and this includes everything. It includes uniforms, insurance, software, cell phone, everything. So you divide 150000 by 2080 $72.12 an hour is what he needs to generate to break even. And I say that because a lot of people, a guy works 2,080 hours. If you really want to blow your mind, you need to do a utilization. And a utilization is in those eight hours, how much drive time is there? And the technology is out there to do this. So if a guy has an eight-hour day, and he's driving for three hours, then it's only $5 an hour. So if you take those three hours off a day, then that $72 an hour number probably gets closer to 100 Now, 
if you take those three hours a day, let's say that he's not working, right? You subtract that from the, the 2080, then you come up with a true working hours of 1300 hours instead of 2080. Because those three days is 15 hours a week, which comes out to 780 hours that are not productive. So then you take that 150,000 and you divide it by 1300, and now you're at $115.39 is your cost, which means you have to charge 135 at a 20% margin. That's what you need, right? Okay. If, these, yeah. if these are your costs, and look, we're using somewhat hypotheticals, but these are real numbers, and I believe this is why you're seeing industry highs. I told you down in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, we're seeing hourly rates from companies as high as $186 an hour. Okay. And in New York, the highest we've really seen that is like 155 to 160. And I just think because the marketplace is so much different here than DMV, and maybe there's more competition. But again, even at $155 an hour, it's still only maybe that's a 30% margin. Is that enough? Uh, I mean, it's it depends on what you can live with, you know? But that's how pricing is. And then there's other things in New York City, as you know all too well. We have the wonderful truth of a vertical route. Yeah. Now, for those of you listening that aren't familiar with a vertical route, a vertical route is a, let's call it a 50-story building. And in that building, you service all 50 floors. It could just be 10 customers. And they, you know, some have four, some have 10 floors. And then that's one day a week. The guy's in there. Your overhead is different. There's no travel time. His day, as far as utilization going, he is literally working the entire day except for his lunch break. So you could you could charge twenty dollars a floor and come out with a thousand bucks for the day. You could do something like that. And look, and then other things come into play in offices like that, like cafeterias. The general area, you got to go down the basement. That's more money in those right. vertical routes. And then utilization comes in there because that route is way better than the route from an owner's, owner's standpoint. That's way better than the four-stop route that still generates, let's let's say, a 1000 a day. That's still better than the route that only has three stops, and it's a 45-minute it's a to an hour ride in between each stop, which lets I'm listening. Say, I'm listening. I'm with you. So while, while both of those technicians are generating the same money for the day, the vertical route is really bringing you in more money. So your margin goes up from there. And once you start to understand this more, you can mess with your pricing in the sense like, let's say you say, I want 145 an hour. But now, again in New York, another lovely factor that we have is you can have what we call a walking route where you do everything via mass transit. So now that car expense is gone. So whatever that car expense is to you between insurance, gas, monthly car right. payments, maintenance, parking, all of that stuff, once you factor that in, what's your savings? And once you know what your savings is, maybe that technician now goes from costing you $115 an hour to $100 an hour. So oh if it's a location that you really want, you could essentially take your price from $145 an hour and drop it to $130. It's all extenuating circumstances. Yeah, but this is what it, this is no what it is. two stops are the same. So yeah, you know you have you have your base price, 
but it can be altered. You see a way that you can do it a little more reasonable, but still make the same amount of money? Why not? Then there, you know, like you said, extenuating circumstances. When you get into, when you get an account that you know is going to give you agita or is going to be super needy and heavy customer service necessary for that account, you probably want to stick to your higher pricing point for them knowing that they're going to need the white glove service and they're going to be calling all the time and asking a bunch of questions and you might not want to budge on your price for that kind of client. How do you know that until they start breaking your shots? You usually can tell, I think. You're talking about on the interview when you... I mean, I'm talking when you go and you walk the property and you ask questions and the people that you deal with. And okay, I that's think a good point. Certain types of facilities you just know off the bat that they're going to need way more assistance. So those are the ones where I would say stick to your guns on your price to the best of your ability because you're going to earn your money with them. If you're a good pest management professional and a business owner, once you get an account under control, if you have your programs and processes in place, to a certain extent, it should be smooth sailing except for certain instances that pop up. So like we spoke about a large facility with thousands of apartments and it's going to be somebody there Monday through Friday from nine to five. And you know that the sheer size of that place, they're going to need a lot of hand holding and a lot of help. So we're going to want to stick to our pricing with them, knowing that there's going to be some unforeseen costs with office handling and a lot of management oversight. Well, we should never overlook that these people that need a lot of hand-holding and advice and going to ask a lot of questions, that's an opportunity because the better you can handle them and the more concise you can answer their questions, more liable they are to recommend you to their friends or people in their industry you know, they do have like industry meetings and people complain about roaches and this, that, and the other thing. I don't like the guy that's doing I got a guy that can answer all your questions. I think you've covered that and that you've got all of these policy and procedures and now this new thing with these local laws. You're ready to go with people, you know, people going to ask these questions and you're all set. And, and the only thing I can tell you, I remember years ago, uh, Walter Schroeder, who was my executive director when I was president, called me up and said, you know, this thing with hospitals, I know you do a lot of hospitals, they're going to want to know there's a whole form that they're going to have to fill out. I said, I never heard of that. He goes, let me send you a copy of the form. We filled out the form for every hospital we had, every nursing home. We, did, we didn't put in the number of beds they had because that changed from time to time. And, you know, like three months later, I started getting calls and I told them, I, we sent you that. Of course, they didn't remember that. And at that time, I couldn't rub their nose in it because we didn't have email. So we just faxed it to them. And the mistake I made is when I, I should have taken this around and showed it to them by hand and got them to sign that they got it. But anyway, most of them appreciated that we could send it to them the same day they wanted it. They just had to fill in the beds. And when the state inspectors came, they were all good to go. And that, that got us through New Hospital. Thank you again for listening. Make sure to go to colonyconfidential.com. Look out for all of the upcoming episodes coming out every Tuesday and Thursday. We're back in full effect with new material. If you want to know more about our membership group, go to the website, colonyconfidential.com. Click on the red button. If you're ready for coaching, 
click the red button. Remember the website, conningconfidential.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.